Dara sat at the top of the stand beside Lucy, a junior associate on her team and one of the new trainees. It was a good vantage point from which to keep an eye on her boss, Ian, as he entertained two of his most important Japanese clients at the bottom of the steps. She would be ready whenever he caught her eye and gave her the green light to approach. In the meantime, she tried to feign interest in the losing team in green, which was made up of amateur and semi-professional players from her firm, Morgan Corbett Shaw. She'd given up checking her phone to see if her best friend, Amaka, would make an appearance. Even though Amaka's bank was helping to sponsor the tournament, she somehow always found a way to avoid these work events, something Dara just couldn't afford to do. Giving up a Sunday afternoon would be worth it, though. Dara felt as confident as Perseus with the Gorgon's head in his bag, being so close to the partnership she'd spent the past six years working for, Work was going so well that it didn't matter that she was experiencing caffeine withdrawals from missing her hourly fix or that she was being forced to give up a much-needed day of rest. She usually wasn't in the city much of the weekend. She travelled every chance she got, taking advantage of Singapore's many public holidays, a welcome byproduct of a country that officially celebrated three different religions. The past Christmas break had been spent cycling on her own in Laos, a wonderful change from the year before when she celebrated with friends of friends, who, like her, were avoiding both the English winter and their difficult families, chugging bottomless glasses of champagne in a hotel lacking genuine festive spirit. Whenever her married friends started giving her dating advice, a grown woman of 36, or tried to fix her up at parties with men they would never have considered for themselves, She reminded herself that she'd been to 10 out of 12 countries in Southeast Asia multiple times and had seen and experienced things that would have been impossible with children in tow. So whenever Amaka broke off in the middle of a conversation like a puppet gawking at a nice butt and pulsing biceps or shiny bag, or Lucy grieved over her latest failed date, it made the imminent payoff of Dara's investment in her career at one of the largest law firms in the world, no less, even sweeter. One of the green players, it was hard to recognise his face from this distance, tried to dash across the field. He was brought crashing down by three men in red. All the girls I've met here complain about the English guys catching yellow fever, but the guy I've been seeing has been here two years, and he's never even dated an Asian girl, Lucy boasted, reminiscing about her recent date. The trainee, who had only been in Singapore a month, looked confused about this bit of casual racism, but Dara stifled a smile, accustomed to the terrified insecurity of the English girls here. Most of the expats she knew were French, British or American. The women mostly dated other French, British or American expats, contracting their pool of dating options, while frustratingly, for them at least, the men did not. He moved out here with his now ex. They were engaged. He said she missed home too much. Which I completely understand. Lucy tilted over the trainee, shaking her curls in earnest. But nuking a relationship like that? Madness! I'd pack all this the second there's a proposal. Are you kidding? So she went back to the UK? Dara asked, pressing two paracetamols into her palm. 
She'd worked for ten days straight and would have given anything to swap the warm cup of wine in her hand for an almond milk latte. Well, no, actually, yes and no. Total fluke. Andy said she met someone on the flight back and six months later they were married. They live in Sicily now, where the guy's from, and she's got one on the way, Lucy said ruefully.